You're tuned in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you from Hobart, live from Hobart, Tasmania. And um, uh, as usual on Fridays, I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and um, today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston. And um, David will be continuing with this series, um, this series, The Coming King, which he started recently, and uh, today he'll be talking about bread from heaven. Welcome, David. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Tabitha, how are you? I'm well. We've had a bit of a technical issue here, but um, yes. yeah, thank God we've managed to connect. And um, I just, I believe that you have a very special message to share today. And uh, yeah, I just hope everything will be fine and you'll be able to get the message out. Um, That's what we're hoping. Yeah. Uh, so, David, you've shared a bit about a lot, actually, I can say, um, about your families. You've shared about your experiences in life um, and how God has always seen you through um, the, some various challenges that you've gone through. Um, do you have something mm. to share with us today? Yes, I do, Tabitha. There was uh, the, the next challenge I wanted to share after my leaving the Air Force. That's what I shared last week. The challenge that I face, which many people face from time to time, is that of changing jobs. Mm-hmm. And we often wonder, how is God leading with this issue that's going on at the moment? Mm-hmm. So I, I was working in a place called Sizzler. Some of you will remember that. And we are going back quite a few years. But <laughs> I was uh, working as a, a manager in the store, mm-hmm. uh, running a store in Western Australia. And we had a state manager that was less than ideal, let's say. Oh, and yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I, I probably best not go into it too deeply. But oh, yeah. what what happened was uh, I ended up having to leave that that work, and it was a challenge for me because I I didn't know what God would do next, um, mm. and so I had a small amount of leave. I used the leave. And during that leave, just mm-hmm. in that four-week period, mm-hmm. two weeks of leave and two weeks of unemployment, it was my only two weeks of unemployment, mm-hmm. volunt- um, non-voluntary unemployment in my entire life. And wow. God provided mm-hmm. another job while I was on that leave. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was just fine. It really was just fine. And, and sometimes, you know, we um, sometimes we we don't realize mm-hmm. that God is leading in every possible way. Uh, he's leading in every possible scenario, um, and and when we just take it to Him in prayer, mm-hmm. that's that's when we find God caring about us the most. And so you know, it was just incredible for me that yes, it was it was still in hospitality. It was still in um, that kind of work. It wasn't back in aircraft work again, Mm -hmm. but it was wonderful to be able to see God leading and and helping me to find the work that I so desperately needed in in that time. Mm, Amen. Yeah, so that that was how God led, and he took me through that challenge, Mm. and and it it meant I had to trust him fully because work, Work is a really challenging thing. Mm. You know, if you, if you don't have work, what well, you don't eat, do you? No, no. No, mm. and I remember when I first came to um, Ta- Tasmania, 
um like i was tr- having trouble finding work and yeah i just um i think eventually how i found work was just it was all god because um when i went to the interview i had no clue <laughs> all the questions mm. i i just when i walked out of that interview i didn't feel confident enough to get the job but I was offered a job and I'm thinking it could be because um one of my ref, ref the person I had as down as my referee um mm. sort of had a bit of a connection to um to knows is working with um someone who is very close to um the interviewer I I don't yeah. know I just feel like it sort of connected in a way and um this God came through for me and I was very grateful for that and this, it's just amazing how God um, uh, protects us and uh, provides for us in very in ways we don't expect. And just to remind yeah. our listeners of our show number, it's um, 0488-880-891. Um, text us any questions, any comments, any feedback um, we'd like to hear from you. And also you can catch us... Uh, you can catch um, the previous episodes that you've missed. You can catch up from Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. That is faithfm.com.au. Um, David, uh, so today you're going to talk about bread from heaven. Mm. Um, yeah, that will be interesting. Um, did you want to give a recap of what you did last week before you get? Yeah, so last week, thanks, Tabitha. Last week we looked at Messiah. We looked at the person that the Jews were looking forward to, and we showed that Jesus of Nazareth mm-hmm. was that Messiah that they'd been looking for. Today, what we want to look at is who this Messiah actually was. Mm-hmm. But before we start, uh, perhaps we should pray. Sure. Let me pray for us. Okay. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that we can again come and open your word. And as we open your word, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us from it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the verses I want to start with today, Tabitha, is John six twenty nine to 35. Would you like to read those books, please? Sure. We're um, going to read from the NLT. Yeah. Um, Jesus told them, this is the only work. God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna, which they journeyed while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives lives to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Thanks, Tabitha. So this is uh, an illustration showing us that we as humans need help from an outside uh, source. Mm. I wanted to share an experience. Um, an illustration to start with this morning. Uh, some people may have heard about the Stanford Prison Experiment. It was done in 1971, and it was an experiment that was done at a university to see what it was like, how people would react if just normal people were given different roles. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So they started at the university with the students and they lined them all up. There was a group of them. There was a room, a couple of rooms that were set aside for this experiment. And so they, they lined them all up and they just went down the line, said prison officer, prison officer, prison officer, uh, um, inmate, 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 prison officer, inmate. And just at random, they selected the two different roles. The prison, uh, the, the prison officers were then in control of the inmates and the inmates were, were put in these rooms. The experiment had to be abandoned after just six days because the prison officers, when they were given authority, just the students that were called prison officers, when they were given authority and control over the others, they started to dominate them. They started to treat them really, really badly. And, and they took total control of that power and abused it. And so they had to abandon the experiment after just six days because of how badly they were treating their, their fellow students. And it was, an ex, it, it was an extremely eye-opening experiment into how within each of us is this desire to dominate and control others. Mm. And so we, as humans, it's clear that we desperately need to be saved from ourselves. Mm. We need help Mm. from outside our human experience, and that's what we're going to spend some time looking at today. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting to note the uh, nature of Jesus. Um, he doesn't force us to do things. He loves us unconditionally, and he does a mm. lot to show how much he loves us. But at the end of the mm. day, it's, he gives us a choice. And he has the power yeah. to make us do what he wants, but um, he just... Um, he because, yeah, his love is unconditional and um, just... Um, out of this world, um, yeah, he just lets us to make our choices. Um, yeah, that's right. Mm. Now we have uh, we have a good listener question on being able to survive. We we're talking about bread from heaven. That's the title. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps would you like me to share the listener question that we could get people to text in on and we could have a talk about? Sure, sure, that would be good. So. Listen, the question I've posed today is, have you ever had to survive on very little, you know, done a survival course or a survival camp or, or um, just literally had not much to live on? Um, and what was it like when you ended up getting sufficient food again? Mm. So if you've got any comments or questions or, or feedback on that, we'd love to hear your text in on the show number. Yes, which and is would you like to give us that again? Yeah, zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, text us if you had if you ever had to live on very little and what you felt like when you had sufficient food again. Um, text us your answers. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and for now we're going to listen to this song, "The Perfect Wisdom of Our God" by Keith and Christine Gary. He knows the mysteries 
seas, the secrets of the stars are his. He guides the planets on their way and turns the earth through another day. His ways that mark the path of righteousness. His word a lamp unto my feet. His spirit teaching and guiding me. You're listening to Ties Encounters with David Maxwell. And uh, David is presenting the topic on bread of heaven. And before we went for a break, we asked a listener question. Um, have you ever had to survive on very little? And what was it like to get sufficient food again? Um, text us your responses uh, to 0488-880-891. We'd like to hear from you. And we have a free offer today, which is the book, God's Little Book About Jesus by Anita Marshall. And we'll give you more details about the book um, later on. So, David, we're looking at this new series um, entitled The Coming King. And today's topic is uh, Bread of Heaven, as we've said. And before the break, you said that we need help from outside the human experience. What can you tell us about that? Thanks, uh, Tabitha. We need help. We need this kind of help from outside of us, outside of the human condition, if you like, because we can see, if we're honest about ourselves, we can see that we're steeped in selfish thinking and living. In almost every relationship in our lives, there's this 
selfish thinking. You know, we, we're more concerned about what's happening with me. Um, what are we going to do? And in the Exodus, God actually does this. He gives the Israelites food to eat. It's a sort of bread, if you like. It's a, a wafer. Mm-hmm. As they went out each morning, six days of the week, as they went out each morning, mm-hmm. they would find this wafer that was on the ground. And they said they, they recorded not so much too much what it looked like, but they said it tasted like um, uh, coriander mm-hmm. uh, and honeycomb. Mm. Um, and and it was it was really sweet, but it was nourishing. <clears throat> and mm. God nourished and sustained them with this for forty years, mm. which is quite incredible. They they got quite sick of it actually. They did, yeah. <laughs> and this complaint, and, and they complained about other things. That's right. Yeah. But Jesus is, here. Yeah. Go on, go on. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying it sort of makes sense because I, I I find it hard to have the same food three days in a row. Or even three meals. Like, I get sick of it. I want to have something different. That's strange because I'm very much of the the opinion that if if something tastes good, I'm happy to have it for two weeks. You know, if I'm just having the same thing every morning for breakfast, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But if something doesn't taste nice, then, well, that's different. You know, you prefer to have something else. But this was very sweet. It was very nice. Yeah. And they made it into bread and they made it into other things as well. Yeah. And this happened for 40 years mm. until they entered the promised land and they had the final Passover on the next morning, the first day of the week after their last Passover, mm-hmm. when they were in the promised land, the manna stopped and they ate from what they found in the land. Mm. However, Jesus here is saying that it wasn't just the manna that sustained them, and this is quite significant, but rather it was himself. He was the true bread. Mm. And he's saying that he is the one that sustains those who truly follow God, mm. which is which is quite incredible. Now, John's clo- uh, sorry, John, as Jesus' closest disciple, he, he's writing in the Bible about uh, 95 AD, and he wants to make it really, really clear who Jesus Christ is, you know, this this Messiah or, or anointed one. And from the outset of his gospel, John reinforces this in both the gospel and the letters and also in the Revelation. We'll look at that a little bit later on. Have you ever read an author who seems to be focusing on the same thing all the time? In the book he or she writes, mm. every book there's this running theme. You know, often when mm. authors do this, mm. they write large volumes really large volumes. And I think of J.K. Rowling, Mm -hmm. for example. You know, she wrote all of those Harry Potter books, and I haven't read them, but, I, you know, I've seen the the hype that surrounds it. And there's obviously a theme running through it. I used to read science fiction, Mm. and uh, when I was younger, I read this this novel set called The White Mountains. And there there was a number of books in that series. And so it has the same theme running all the way through. You might even know some preachers that ha- that do this, you know, when they have a real passion for something. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I, I tend to preach like this sometimes because I have this, this, I've had this need for a constant connection with Christ and I've seen how that's transformed my life. And so I have this uh, soapbox, if you like, where, where I like to encourage people to have that constant connection in their life because I've seen how it's been able to transform me. Mm. So too, John has an important topic that he doesn't want us to miss. It's 
very, very important. He sees Mm -hmm. that Jesus is God. Now, I want to go to John chapter Mm -hmm. 1, and I want to read this for people. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got a different method of uh, checking things today, so I've got to be sure that I don't run over time. So if we're getting close to our next break, you better just give me a reminder, okay? Okay, I'll do that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) thanks. So um, in in John chapter 1 in his gospel, he says, in the beginning... Mm -hmm was the Word. He doesn't define immediately what this Word is, but he does a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then in verse 14, it says, it gives us clarification on who or what this Word is, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. So clearly this this word that John is referring to is Jesus Christ. He was the one who came. And in this this opening section of his gospel, John clearly articulates mm-hmm. who this word is and what this word is. Firstly, it's, it says that this word, Jesus, was together with God in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Together with God, he makes up what God is, although he's a separate personage. So he's making it very clear. He's with God, he is God, but he's separate from God. Hmm. He's a separate personage. He actually says that Jesus was the creator. Hmm. And Jesus himself, or God the Son, was not himself created. He says nothing was made that was made without him. And Hmm. you can't make yourself. Regardless of who you are, you can't make yourself. Mm. So Jesus wasn't created. He was together with God all the way back from the very beginning of our work um, and for however long before that, he was with God together, existing with him. It also says that He, within Jesus exists the eternal life of God. So that eternal life that's part of God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it also exists within Jesus, mm. and which he came to share but uh, in general was rejected by mankind. In Jesus, we see this human and divine mix of the Saviour of the world, born as a human, uh, God the Son, Son of God, the second Adam, if you like, Mm -hmm. and as such, he's also a human, the Son of Man. So we have this Son of God, Son of Man. It's an interesting mix. Mm. But this isn't just in the gospel. John reminds us of this later too. I'm going to have to quickly flick across to... First uh, John mm-hmm. in his um, uh, letter or epistle, and this is what he says. Yeah, this is quite incredible as he reads, yeah, as he writes, sorry. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon our hands of handle concerning the word of life, it's, it's, it's like they finally realized what they had in their hands, Jesus was not just a man. They realized after his resurrection, he was God incarnate. The life was manifested and we've seen and we bear witness and we declare to you Hmm. that the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we've seen and heard, we declare it unto you, Hmm. that you may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So they recognize, they recognize and they a number of things. Here, John affirms things about Jesus, who he was, and what he did. Hmm. And they're affirming here 
that Jesus existed from the beginning. He came as a man. He dwelt with us. Uh, we saw, we heard, we touched. Um, Jesus is this eternal life. You know, I can feel the passion as John is writing. And it's almost like his pen is running ahead or his mind is running ahead of his pen as he's trying to record this with mm. such excitement, telling people, this is what we had in our hands and we let it slip through our fingers and let him go, mm. um, even though he had to go. Um, so this is just fascinating as John writes. Mm. But then it's not only in his gospel, it's not only in his letter, it's also in Revelation, in the, the revelation mm. of... Jesus Christ, that's what it's called, Revelation of Jesus Christ. And in the beginning here mm-hmm. of Revelation, he writes to the seven churches in Asia that he, or the churches in Asia that he uh, was aware of at the time. Mm-hmm. And he says, grace and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before the throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness from the dead. So he gives this who 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 was and is and is to come, referring to God the Father. Mm. He talks about the seven spirits of the Spirit of God that goes throughout all the world, seven being a perfect number, and Jesus Christ. And then later on, Mm -hmm. he refers to Jesus himself, or Jesus himself refers to himself as, I am he who lives, was dead, behold, I'm alive forevermore, had the keys of death and Hades. He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so Jesus mm. is referred to or related to God. Mm. He himself is this eternal God. Mm. So we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three and they're all one. three. Mm. All three are in one but individual of each other. And this is who Jesus is. Jesus is the one who comes mm. as part of this triune Godhead. Mm. So not just man but God as well, mm. the eternal God that goes on forever. And there's so many other verses, but we don't have time to look at them all today. You know, there's so many things mm. that we don't understand. How could a God be in man, live like us, die, resurrect? Well, we don't understand that. Paul says right now we see as in a glass darkly, mm. as in a glass darkly, but one day, We'll see things how they truly are face to face. And only then I think we'll understand it fully. But oh, indeed. It's really powerful stuff. Indeed. Uh, I believe it's time to take a break. And uh, we're going to listen to this song, Take the World But Give Me Jesus by Mark Miller. Mm. Take this world, but give me Jesus. All its joys are but a name, but his love abideth ever through eternal years the same. of 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back to Taz Encounters and you're listening to David Maxwell today. Um, and so as we're speaking about who this man was, um, Jesus of Nazareth, what else do you want, do you have to tell us today, David? Mm, thanks, Tabitha. Look, it's, it's what we were saying before the break about somehow, and as we don't really understand it, that Jesus was God, but Jesus was also man. And we can dig a little bit deeper into this uh, from from the Bible as we go through it. Mm. So the first thing we see in we as we see the, the story unfold of Jesus' life was, uh, well, as we go through the Gospels, we see it in Matthew. Now, Matthew wasn't the first book written, but it's the, it's the one where we see the first story of Jesus coming to this earth. And we see that he was born like every one of us is born, mm. through a woman. Mm. But he was conceived like no other person's been conceived. That's he was right. conceived by the Holy Spirit. And we don't understand that. You know, logical science says today mm. that's not possible. <laughs> People make some Bible. comments sometimes <laughs> about... They do, oh, they do. Yeah, I was, um, you know, when you ask someone, uh, maybe a pregnant woman, and then <laughs> that's conceived mm. by the Holy Spirit. But yeah, it yeah. just obviously, I don't think it's happened, it's ever happened again, and don't think it, I don't oh. know if it'll happen, but yeah. yeah. Look, I, I see people like Abram and Sarah, they must have had some help. <laughs> mm. I see Elizabeth, she must have had some help, you know, for John the Baptist. Yeah, but but this is so so different in that there's no man, no no physical human involved mm. in the conception, mm. and you know our scientific minds, you know people will just laugh about that and say, look, you people are so naive. Mm. But as we as we saw, mm. God's record in the Bible is accurate, mm. and even though we don't understand it, this is what faith is. Faith is believing what God says even when it makes no logical sense. Mm. I would never have been able to say mm-hmm. 
that I believed God led my life unless I had a faith in God mm. because I've seen how he has kept me employed all my life. Now, I left a really good employment. Mm. You know, I left the defense force because of my conviction mm-hmm. that God has continued to honor his promises in my life mm. and he's kept me employed. So I haven't been without food. I've probably got a little bit too much around the waist. Mm. So I've got too much food. But, you know, that's my own choice. Mm. God has looked after us. So we can see that when we put faith in God, it goes beyond human thinking often. So that's what happens with Mary here. She's conceived like no other birth. Mm. And Jesus is born, this God in man. I can't imagine what that must have been like as a child. Mm. As he grew up, coming to the understanding of himself as God in man, I I just, I can't grasp it. Mm. But that's what the Bible says. Mm. And then he lives like us, Mm. you know, in Matthew 4. We don't have a lot in Matthew about Jesus' early life. We have a little bit in Luke Mm. where we see what happened, you know, when he was 12 and he went to the temple and he's confounding these learned scholars Mm. as he for three days at night. I don't know what he did for food. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) someone took him in and they fed him. I don't know. Mm. But it doesn't tell us that. But he confounds these rulers Mm. in that. He talks with them, and he has emotions. He, he he does all of these things as he's going through his life. The next thing we see in Matthew, mm. he's an adult. Mm. He's baptized, um, just like we're baptized. So he's our example. And then he goes in and to the desert, and he's tempted. Now, that's an important point, because some say he was tempted for three days, but he wasn't. He was tempted for, for 40, 40 days. Yeah. No there were three big temptations right at the end when he was tired and he was worn out, he was hungry and he was close to death. That's when Satan gives him those three big temptations. Mm. But in Luke it says he is tempted of the devil 40 days. Mm. And that's powerful stuff. So he's and he out, has emotions. Yeah, he's out in Go the on. wilderness. And um, so there's no food. <clears throat> he doesn't have a proper place to sleep. I don't know if he was no. having a shower so you can imagine, you can picture that. Sorry? Oh, yeah, not out there in the wilderness. No, 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 no. So you can imagine. And then after that, the devil is temp- tempting him to what yeah. you would want after um, uh, experiencing that life in the wilderness. You want food. Um, you'd want a comfortable place and, you know, all that. And, uh, yeah, Jesus was able to turn the devil down. Yeah, look, you make a really important point about cleanliness, Tabitha. Mm. I mean, how many, I don't know if you've ever been away on a camp, like a hike or something like that, and there's been no shower. Um, I did a hike in Western Australia. We did six days, and you know, there were no showers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's and we got a shower mm. on day three. <laughs> oh, and it was so rewarding just to have the water mm. wash away all that dirt and sweat and stink. So just the fact that you're dirty, now that was only three days without a shower. Jesus could have been much longer than that without getting washed. Mm. So he was tired, hungry, angry, sad. He he experienced all of the emotions that we have, Mm. but without sin. So he didn't fall in those temptations. Um, In Hebrews, uh, let me read this for you. Um, In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 to 16, it says, Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so 
seeing then we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confessions, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So Jesus suffers. Jesus uh, is the perfect sacrifice for us, and he knows what we go through. Mm. Um, and so when we have those troubles, troubled times, we can come to him. You know, he, he even suffers and dies like us. However, he's been through more than any other person possibly can, or possibly mm. could. And I'll let me explain that just briefly. We'll touch on it more later, but um, just briefly. You know, he is beaten, bruised, abused. He is, then he dies like us, mm. like humans. However, before he dies, mm-hmm. he goes into the garden on that Thursday night and he begins the sacrifice Thursday night. Mm-hmm. He starts taking on the guilt of the world. First Corinthians 5.21 says that he, that's God, who... Um, made him, that's Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. He takes the sin. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a future program. But it wasn't the end. As he dies on the cross that final Friday and, and he lays in the tomb Saturday, he rises again. That's the difference. That's what makes him more than man. You know, as Adam fails, mm-hmm. Jesus succeeds in everything. And that's why in places in the Bible, um, Jesus is referred to as the second Adam, or, or he's, um, what's the word? It's alluded to the fact that he's the second Adam. He's, um, Israel is God's firstborn son. They fail. Adam is God's son, but he fails. But Jesus succeeds in every place as God's faithful son. And that's important. It's important we recognize that. I don't know if you've ever been to um, uh, Kmart and got one of those uh, imported uh, vacuum cleaners that look like a Dyson. Mm. Um, have you had one of them? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Look, they, they work pretty well, you know. They're tested. If you don't like it, you can take it back, so they know it has to work. Mm. It's the same mm-hmm. in many ways, but it's different in others. You know, the, the Dyson is much better. Yeah, it lasts right. for 10 years. Mm. The quality. The Kmart one. Yeah. Yeah. The Kmart's a, a cheap knockoff and, uh, and it's only going to last you a couple of years. I know, look, this is a really poor illustration when you think about Jesus being like us, but different. He's like us in his humanity, but he is different in the fact that he's the Dyson. He's the perfect son of God. He's the, he's the real deal, if you like. Hmm. Um, I believe it's time to take another break. And uh, but before we do that, um, so the offer for today I mentioned before is the title of the book is God's Little Book about Jesus, and that's by Anita Marshall. Um, so in this book we get um, Anita is asking what is Jesus like, and drawing drawing from both the scripture and a wide range of beautifully written hymns and biographies about Jesus. This charming little volume presents us with an inspiring glimpse of the nature and character of the Son of God, who is our Savior, the Messiah. We'll give you the code to get the book um, after the break, but for now we're going to listen to this song, It's All About the Cross by the Bold Brothers. 
It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sing for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds on the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. It's not just about the good things this life I've done It's not all about the treasures or the trophies that I've won It's not about the righteousness that I find within It's all about His precious blood that saved me from my sin It's about the program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. It's about the cross by the Bold Brothers. Mm, I what believe, a powerful song, eh? Yeah, very powerful. A lot happened at the cross and a lot changed at the cross. Um, 
yeah, Jesus exchanged his life for to give us eternal life. So it's a very special mm. place. And um, you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell. And before we went for a break, um, I promised to give you the code to get the book, um, which is our offer today, uh, God's Little Book About Jesus by Anita Marshall. And the code to get the book is King3, King, the like King, K-I-N-G, number three, no space in between, King3, text to 488 891 to get the book God's little book about Jesus. Um so before the break David you mentioned that Jesus was the sec- was like second Adam succeeding where mm. Adam failed. Do you have anything else to share before we wrap up today? Because I believe we are in the yes, last section. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, something be called the well, as we were talking about the showbread um Oh, sorry, we were talking about bread from heaven. There's, there's something in the Israelite tabernacle service called the shoe bread. Now, that's not the bread that you put on your shoe. That's mm-hmm. an old English word that's used to explain uh, or, or interpret what was written in the Bible. Um, now, in the Hebrew, mm-hmm. the direct translation in Exodus 25.30, uh, let me just quickly find 25.30, and you shall... Set before me the shoe bread on the table before me always. This bread was to be before God in the tabernacle always, every day. Mm. That's to put fresh bread out. Mm. Now, <clears throat> in the in the English, maybe the New King James or a modern version, it says show bread. Mm. But the old English says shoe bread, S H E W. And and the Hebrew that it's in that it's translating mm-hmm. are the words lachem panim. Lachem means bread, Mm. panim means faces, it's plural. Mm. So if you want to translate it directly, it's Mm -hmm. bread of faces. Often it's translated as the bread of the presence. I don't know, you know, I I kind of see where they get that from. But bread of faces, this is quite significant Mm. because Jesus is the bread. He calls himself in John 6, 35 um, and 48, the bread of life. Jesus also came to show us what God was like. Hmm. So what faces is this bread showing us? Hmm. God. Hmm. It's showing us what God's like. It's showing us the face of God. Hmm. So so Jesus, as he comes, we see exactly what God, what God is like. In John 14 and verse 9, mm-hmm. uh, this is what he says. Uh, Philip <clears throat> has uh, come up to Jesus and said, Look, we've, I'm going to paraphrase it. Look, mm-hmm. we've seen everything that you've done. We know you're from God, but just show us God the Father. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll be happy with that. And Jesus says, oh, I, he must oh, die. I really think yeah, he must die. This is a very frustrating question. Oh, what do I have says, to have do I? to show you I am, yeah. I am here? I am God. Yeah. Yeah. He says, have I been with you so long, and yet you've not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? So here, what we see is that Jesus is God. Even in his title, we see he's called Emmanuel. And that word Emmanuel, Emmanuel, means God God with us. He's the bread from heaven. He's what gives us life. He's what gives us um, eternal life. Mm. So what we see here, what we see is that Jesus is saying to these leaders, 
No, it wasn't Moses that gave you bread. It was me. I gave you bread. I am the bread. And he says, you need to come to me and you can have real life, not the life you think you have. Mm. But, you know, to illustrate this in our understanding, there's a, there's a phrase that's used on death row. When they see somebody walking that last time down through the cells to the place of execution, mm -hmm. they will call out, mm -hmm. dead man walking. Mm. Dead man walking. It means mm. he's alive, but, he's but not for long. Yeah. He's alive, but not for long. This is what Jesus is saying about us. Those who are on earth are alive, but not for long. Mm. We are dead men walking because when life here ceases, it ceases. Mm. Um, life that we really need is found in Jesus and only in Jesus. Mm. We can have life forevermore. So it's not just the physical bread, it's the spiritual bread. You know, he gives us this life. It mm. goes on and on and on. So Paul wraps this up really well as I read our final verse in Philippians. Um, Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 8, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, mm. who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, because he was, mm. but made himself of no reputation. This is this is true servanthood. Mm. You know, but takes on the form of a bondservant and comes in the likeness of men, the mm. very beings he created, and found and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. You know, mm. this is just powerful stuff, really, really powerful stuff. Mm. And it's amazing that so often mm. some traditions are so accurate in explaining the biblical truth. I haven't got time to go through the, the Jewish um, Passover experience with the bread, but it explains it very, very simply. Mm. that Jesus is the same as God but separate. Mm. He's the power of God but separate. Life eternal is in him, but he came and lived like us and we don't understand that. But as we circle back to that Stanford prison experiment, if we're honest with ourselves, we know what's in our hearts, our minds and our lives and left to ourselves, mm. it's really not too much good. They say power corrupts and ultimate power corrupts ultimately mm. or, uh, or something similar to that. The life we live here mm -hmm. and the characters that we have are not what God wants us to have. But when we accept Jesus, mm. we accept that Savior outside of ourselves to save us. Mm. And as I said last time, very soon Jesus is coming. Mm. He's going to come in the clouds. The signs around us are building, uh, building our expectation for that event. And God wants to acknowledge, wants us to acknowledge our helplessness. Mm. Reach out and accept Jesus who has the life that we need and save us from this terrible mess. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David, for that powerful sharing. And you've done so well um, sharing from your phone. Um, we had to connect through Bluetooth because we had some technical oh, yes. issues. But um, David has done so well. He stayed calm and um, he managed to present the program so beautifully. Thank you for that, David. And mm. I really hope our listeners have been blessed. Um, so what do you have for us next week? Next week, I'm looking at a topic that's close to all of us as we go through this pandemic. Good God bad world. What does that mean? And we're going to look at the character of God and his justice and mercy and why we have a good God and how we can have a good God while we have a bad world. Mm. 
That sounds very interesting. So join David again next week on Friday, same time um, to learn more about that. And um, next week on Monday, we have David Leo um, continue with the series Encounters with Jesus. And David will be talking about the parable of the fig tree. And um, also to remind our listeners of the code to get the offer for today, um, the code is KING3, um, text that to 0488-880891 to get the book, God's Little Book About Jesus. Wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to finish with this song, All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. It is all you